This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. And I am your host, John Rush. Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Hour number two is upon us. If you're just joining us, Chris Sinicola is going to join us right now. We're going to talk about the trades and education in Colorado here, what's going on. Uh, Chris is a former newspaper editor, the author of five books, and the editor of a new book, or a new toolkit, I should say, on vocational education man after my own heart you guys all know what i feel about the, the about the trades and in vocational schools and so on chris welcome to rush to reason well thank you john glad to be here i appreciate it. you're talking to a guy that never went to college my entire life i was a auto technician and owned two of my own repair shops for a very long time somehow found my way onto radio chris so uh, i'm a guy that very much believe in the trades and i don't think we've done them enough justice of late i absolutely agree and it's uh it's been a very interesting uh, experience working on this book. You know, as a reporter, and you probably appreciate this being in the media, you are an instant expert. Um, you're always on deadline, and you rarely get the opportunity to delve into something in, in great depth. So very true. A real change. It's, it's <laughs> a mile me. wide and inch deep, isn't it? Exactly right. So it's a nice change from all that. So it's, what did really you find going through all of this? I can well, only imagine. Um, yeah, so the the project involved taking um, previously published white papers by Pioneer Institute, uh, Boston Think Tank, um, updating them, uh, researching, adding to them, uh, doing some rewriting and so forth, to produce a, a book and then a toolkit going with the book okay. that examines uh, how Massachusetts has become a national leader in vocational technical education at the secondary level. So a lot we found a lot of uh, very interesting things. And, we, and by education. the way, uh, here in Colorado, mm-hmm. you know, I never would have guessed that, by the way. I never would have guessed that would have happened in a state like that. Mm, yeah, yeah, ex- indeed, indeed. I mean, Massachusetts is known for you know, being a very blue state, obviously, Correct. And, uh, an educational leader in terms of uh, Horace Mann and common schools and so forth. But since 1993, um, when education reform came to Massachusetts and charter schools were uh, created here, um, the vocational schools have also really stepped up in terms of academics. So they are not only providing students with uh, their trades and training, they're also providing them with uh, top-quality, world-class academic instruction. So students are now going to these schools and achieving at or above levels of students at uh, so-called comprehensive high schools. Which, what you're talking about for everybody listening would be, you can go there and learn literature, you can go there and learn math mm-hmm. and accounting and how to be a CPA, and on down the line we go, Chris. It's not anymore just about welding or auto technician. 
Exactly right. And um, I mean, Massachusetts does have a history of about 100 plus years of vocational training. And, you know, originally these schools were very much focused on producing workers for mills and industry, heavy industry in places like Worcester and Springfield and Boston and other mill communities. Um, But over time, they became more sophisticated. Um, They did all the things that other schools do. And now they're really schools of choice. There are 5,000 students waiting to get into vocational schools, simply not enough seats for them. And what I think has finally happened, and you know this as well as I, the the tide has turned to a certain degree to where, you know, folks realize that, wait a minute, I don't know that I need a four-year degree in, you know, Uh psychology to go do, you know, X with my hands or to go do, you know, whatever it happens to be where I can not only feed my family, but build wealth. I mean, it's really what we're talking about, Chris. You can be in the trades and build wealth at the same time, it's no longer just about putting food on the table, working nine to five, put your 40 hours mm-hmm. a week in, and you do that for 40 years, and then maybe have a little bit of retirement when you're done. No, the trades today are such that if you play your cards right, and you learn along the way and could end up even owning a company when it's all said and done, which is what I ended up doing, the reality is the sky's the limit. Absolutely. And uh, that reality has really taken hold in Massachusetts. And the way it's happened is interesting that the state has always um, held to a model where students will alternate one week of shop instruction, then one week in the classroom, back and forth, which is, we think, fairly unique. Um, When you look around the country, other states... doesn't normally work that way. No, you are... Again, being an employer all those years, even and having folks that would come in and have to do their OJT on-the-job training and so on, very, very few Mm -hmm. did it that way. Right, right. And what, you know, an interesting question that arose... Um, when we looked at this in depth and saw the results that these schools were achieving, um, minuscule dropout rates, very high rates of achievement on standardized testing, wow. we asked ourselves, well, how is it that students who are spending 50% of the time in an academic classroom are still acing the tests? And I guess my conclusion was it says something about the quality of instruction in public schools, perhaps. Well, <laughs> you know yeah, that and... If what they're learning is being applied in the job, which in a lot of cases it is, it it takes that learning to another level to where, frankly, Chris, this is how I see it, they're now enjoying Mm -hmm. what they're doing. And you and I both know the more you enjoy something, the more you're going to learn about it. Absolutely right. Um, And as we've done um, different media opportunities around the country and spoken with uh, think tanks and radio and TV and so forth and done a few webinars um, there's some, some other interesting trends that have emerged. And one, I, I wouldn't call it pushback exactly, but there have been some folks suggesting that, well, it's, it's great to have vocational training. We still want our students to have that inspiration, that literature, that Shakespeare, that, you know, a little bit of dreaming isn't a bad thing. And I think probably as a society, at least I hope this is where we're, we're headed, is towards a more holistic understanding of what students really need. I mean, they absolutely thrive when they have, uh, many students are, are, of course, geared to do trades and are not so much book learning students. And for them, right. vocational schools are great. That's At right. At the same time, that's right. there's nothing wrong with giving them a little bit of, you know, read a Shakespearean play, know what that's about, at least touch that base, as it were. So, right. And, and I, you know, and I'm, I have no preference either way. In fact, I will tell you, and this is my comeback to some of those people. Mm-hmm. provide an individual with the ability for them for for themselves to set their own goals and achieve them and guess what the dreaming comes alongside anyways mhm mhm absolutely i don't no offense chris i don't have to give someone a, a shakespearean playbook 
or anything along those lines for them to dream. That comes naturally as a human anyways. I don't have to teach them that. That's my opinion. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I think you're right with that. And, um, you know, you see it in, in children. Um, I had four children and they're all grown now and, you know, off pursuing their, their own things. Um, and very much free thinkers. They are very different kids. Yes, they all are. <laughs> I, 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 I can relate, by the way. Been there, done that. Yeah, I'm sure you, I'm sure you can. And, um, you know, two went through vocational school, and, uh, and then our youngest went to uh, Northeastern, which is very well known around the country for its yes. um, training programs and for co-ops, which is really sort of an extension of that uh, educational model to the post-secondary level and has been very successful and, and happy with that. So, so how do we, I mean, I'm a, I'm a results-oriented individual, even what we do here on the radio. Right. Anytime I do interviews, it's like, okay, great. So we've got all this. We know these are things we need to get done here in Colorado, especially. I will tell you right now, we are way behind on the trade end of things here in Colorado. Why do I know that? Because I'm an employer. It's very easy for me to see this firsthand, Chris. How do we fix that? Well, I think there's a number of things that we speak about in the toolkit that are important principles that states ought to think about. And we don't say, because the last thing that you want to do, particularly coming from Massachusetts with a long history of telling the rest of the country how to live, mm-hmm. <laughs> the last thing we want right. to do is tell, tell other states exactly this is the plan implemented exactly this way. But there are principles, for example, autonomy. Um, when the schools in Massachusetts um, are given the autonomy, particularly the regional schools, where they have their own school committees, they have their own stream of funding, they go to town meetings and they fight for those funds on town meeting floor or at the city council. Um, that pays dividends because the state doesn't have say-so over them. The state is more or less laissez-faire, which is great. So protecting that autonomy yeah. wherever you happen to be is extremely important. Um, if the state is going to call the shots, well, they're going to have um, a lot of control, and you're not going to see Agreed. the same results necessarily. One concern. So that's very important. One concern I've always had, Chris, or I guess the more I do this, like you, you know, I talk to a lot of different people, interview all sorts of different individuals, authors, and you know, think tank individuals, and so on. But one of the concerns that I have with the trades, and, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe you can set me straight here and tell me that I am wrong. And by the way, I hope that I am. But I think part of our issue with trades is still parents. We have this mentality. I still feel that a lot of parents do that. Oh. I don't want my kid to be a plumber or an electrician or an auto technician or a welder or anything along those lines. I want him to be a lawyer or a doctor or this Ivy League thinker, if you would, even though that child may not even be suited for those things, Chris. They may be very much mechanically inclined and want to go do things with their hands. So my gut feeling is some of what we're up against is getting parents to rethink that, oh, my child can be an electrician and make a six-digit figure. Right. You know, it's a very interesting point you make, because I think the attitudes have changed, but you still see some of that, and you still see the the push for parents to send their children to four-year colleges, for example. You know, everyone must go to college. Uh, certainly, my generation, that was a big thing, right? That post-war baby boom right. generation, our parents wanted something better for us. My, my dad was an electrician for 37 years, and he always pushed us, go to college, go to college. He went to the Navy, he had some training. But he didn't have the opportunity to go to college, and I think probably he wishes he had. But he did. He did very well. Um, and then our generation went to college. He must have, or you wouldn't be here, by the way. I, I guess. And then you know, our, our children. Some one went to the military. Others uh-huh. to college to some degree. Yeah, you're like us. And same as us. Very, very, yeah. 
Yeah, very varied experiences. Um, but I think today, you know, you see this with immigrant communities who have been very successful and come here from overseas. They are pushing their children to be the doctors, the lawyers, the scientists. And they kind of look and say, we don't want you to do those trades. And yet, wherever you happen to come from in this world, you have that same opportunity when you come to America to be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. And there is wonderful opportunities here. Um, to be had for folks who don't have a lot of formal training or may not be cut out for that formal training and may wish to go you know, directly into work. It, it certainly works. And I do think those attitudes are changing, um, but they're not changing everywhere. You're quite right about that. There are still areas and communities where it's college, 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 regardless That's of right. the cost. And oh, by the way, let somebody else pay for my loans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and yet, yet I have rubbed elbows. And know people, you know, on an individual basis, Chris, to where, you know, they have they may have been to a junior college or they may have been to some sort of a trade college. But by and large, a lot of folks are just like myself. They got out of high school. They started working. They built a business. They built a company. uh, They didn't they did numerous things along those along that way. And I know a, a ton of individuals much like myself to where they did fairly well in the trades and frank and frankly mm-hmm. are probably supporting a lot of the other things that are out there and no one is the wiser no one knows these are the individuals that are behind the scenes right. doing some of the things even politically that they're doing and these are guys mm-hmm. that never went to college right right and you know another uh, interesting point is when i think my own college career I, I call it the three and five plan where i did essentially three years of classroom work over five years got married in the middle but some of my credits came from summer school, some from advanced placement, two from a community college. It was down to earth, real people in the community, and a lot less expensive than mm. the fancy school I was going to. Mm. And I think a lot of folks have that experience where sort of on the sly or under the radar, they obtain some kind of learning or certification or training that is completely outside of whatever their diploma may happen to say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, my diploma is in Italian studies, so there it is. I mean, I don't use that every day. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, so, yeah, surprise, surprise. All right, how do folks get this toolkit? Well, we have um, the toolkit is available at Pioneer uh, Org, uh, Pioneer uh, Institute in, in Boston. Um, go to their website. Okay. Uh, and then the, the book, Hands-On Achievement, Massachusetts's National Model Vocational Technical Schools, is available on Amazon. And I do have a link to that, so we'll have all of that, mm-hmm. folks. I'll add this other one in there as well. We'll have all those links up on the website a little bit later tonight. Chris, Perfect. this has been a joy talking to you. As you can tell, this is you know right up my alley. This is, a, a um, I guess, a goal that I have is to get more and more folks to understand that their children don't have to go to college. They can do other things and be extremely successful. In fact, in some cases, maybe more successful than mom and dad if they play their cards right. We need to get that message out. Absolutely, John. I could not agree more. So best of luck there in Colorado, and I hope that you're welcome back anytime, Chris. Let me know when you want to come back on. We'll have you. Awesome. Appreciate Appreciate you, sir. Have a great evening. Thanks for all the good work. And again, folks, we'll get that toolkit link up later tonight where if you've got anybody that you know, uh, could be your own kids, could be relatives, nieces, nephews, 
you name it. We might be just somebody that you have some influence on that you'd like to get that and get that in the hands of. That'll be available. We'll have that on the website a little bit later tonight. High Five Plumbing, speaking of the trades, and they're hiring right now as well, by the way. High Five Plumbing, they got a great apprenticeship program going on right now for plumbers, plus everything else we talked to Levi about, the owner of High Five Plumbing in the first hour. You name it, they'll do it. In fact, right now, free this month is their BioClean drain treatment. It's good for whether you're on sewer or septic. It's a way to keep all of your planes, all of your pipes, I should say, fresh and clean and, and really just a way to treat those on a periodic basis as part of your preventative maintenance. High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Experts need physical eyes on the problem, but you'd like to know how much it's going to cost before you commit to one plumber, especially when it's a big fix. High Five Plumbing gives you FaceTime digitally with High Five Live because to give you an honest quote, ethical plumbers need to see the problem. With High Five Live, you get the real price without waiting around all day. Your session tells you what needs to be done faster than seeing an in-person plumber. That way, you get the chance to talk to a master plumber before they dispatch anyone to your location. Get your estimate while avoiding any unnecessary wait times and substantial dispatch fees. For a limited time, KLZ listeners get a free tub of pipe-clearing BioClean with the completion of any service. Schedule your appointment service fee-free by mentioning KLZ through High Five at HighFivePlumbing.com for an estimate from a real plumber. That's HighFivePlumbing.com. You can also call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. All right, Extreme Auto Repair trades again, folks. If you need anything done to your vehicle, they'll be there to take care of you. Don't forget, Cooper Tires are at cost, and they're ready to help you get ready for winter, which is fast approaching, by the way. KLZRadio.com, 303-841-1071. Thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. No more hopping from one mechanic to another, trying to find a solution for your vehicle's persistent issue. Extreme Auto Repair has a reputation for fixing problems quickly. You bring your Nissan to the dealer because of a rattling noise, they charge you $4,000. You still hear the noise. You bring the same vehicle to Extreme Auto Repair in Parker, where Sean and his team quickly discover a broken bolt in the subframe. A known Nissan failure they've seen many times before. Real stories like this one earn Extreme Auto Repair customers for life. As one woman exclaims in a recent five-star review, thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. The factory-trained technicians at Extreme Auto Repair stay up to date with the manufacturer data for your vehicle's specific make and model for quick and experienced problem-solving. Fill out the contract form now at klzradio.com extreme. Veteran Windows and Doors right now through September, 25% off. And, of course, I said this before, but I'll make sure everybody understands. Financing also available. So if you're going to go do all Windows and Doors, they have the ability to help you with that as well. Find them at klzradio.com or call Dave directly. You can do that as well. Again, klzradio.com or Dave. Dave's number is 303-529-0720. Dave Bancroft, owner of Veteran Windows and Doors, is so confident in his quality, service, and fair prices that he challenges you to find three quotes from the competitors that even come close. Dave doesn't just go above and beyond your expectations. He does it all at up to half the cost. Veteran Windows and Doors is founded on the Marine Corps ideals of integrity, knowledge, and dependability, and Dave practices these principles in every deal he makes. That's why Veteran Windows and Doors prioritizes giving you the information you need to feel confident in your decision. Like their lifetime warranty on your purchase, they also offer a five-year installation guarantee and ensure that your energy efficiency ratings exceed the required code standards. 
Pay up to half the cost when you work with veteran windows and doors. See the savings for yourself with a comparison quote. Now for the month of September only, get 25% off when you mention KLZ Radio. Call Dave at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or visit klzradio.com slash windows. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right. I don't have a lot of time to talk about this. In fact, my son Richard and I may get into this just a little bit. But folks, gun laws don't work. They just don't work. I actually happened to hear about the story I'm going to share with you. If you haven't heard about this, there was a deadly shooting in Arvada where a police officer was shot yesterday, Sunday morning early. I actually learned this from another police officer that I happened to be talking to yesterday. I'll tell you that story in a moment. And come to find out, the person that did the shooting was not supposed to have a gun. Period. Against the law for him to have one. Felony has had charges for child abuse, things along those lines to where he's not supposed to have a gun, period. So, folks, you can say we need more gun laws all day long. The reality is we have the laws necessary right now to keep someone like this from having one. But guess what? Did that stop him? Like I've always said, or we've always said, criminals are criminals are criminals. They don't care what the law says, folks. The only people that laws affect are law-abiding citizens. Those that don't abide by the law, they ha- this has no effect on them. Again, I learned about this shooting from another officer yesterday who I just happened to bump into. I, I thought at first it was just going to be just a you know, couple of minutes long, but we got into all sorts of different things about where things are headed in the state, what our laws, uh, you know, what laws they can actually enforce, whether they can pursue someone on foot or in their, in their patrol car, on and on and on we went. I mean, I learned all sorts of things yesterday that I had no idea of prior. I mean, this, this particular uh, officer was very gracious in giving me all sorts of information. And no, I'm not going to use his name or the department that he works in. But I learned a lot of things yesterday that I did not know. And again, folks, my heart does go out to every one of those officers that put in the time. There's a lot of good people that wear the blue. Yes, I know there's some bad apples. We talked about that yesterday as well. He even said that. You know, every industry, there's somebody that's a bad apple. We, we get it. But he said, by and large, we're not that way. I said, I know you're not. I said, I, I can already tell from even just sitting here talking to you for five minutes that you're not that way. I had a long conversation. My heart goes out to these guys. I mean, this guy is working the night shift. From He goes into work uh, essentially at 9. I didn't talk to him that late at night, but he essentially works from 9 to 6. And is on a police force that has a pretty large city they occupy that at night there's three officers on staff to handle a city that probably is 10 or 15 square miles. Three officers. I I even asked him, how do you do that? He said, there's a lot of nights. It's very difficult. He said, you'd be surprised how difficult it is to even be out and about, and if I'm not near the station, to even find a place where they'll let you use the restroom. I said, you're kidding me, right? He said, no. He said, there's... There's times where I have to run around to even find a place to use the restroom. <laughs> I'm, guys, I'm just, I'm just sitting there thinking, this is 9-11. We, we should be honoring these guys better than we are. We should be helping them more than we are. And, and of course, I, 
I, you know, gave this gentleman a pat on the back and shook his hand and told him I really appreciated all that he was doing and thanked him up and down and 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 I meant it and I still mean it. Those guys go out of their way in a lot of cases to really help us. And this Arvada officer that was shot yesterday, it's it's just it's a crime. It's ridiculous. Shouldn't have happened. He was there to break up a family brawl. And because the person that was doing the shooting thought he was another family member, he shot the officer. Now, also, answer me this. Why would you shoot another family member anyways, unless you're just sick and twisted and demented? What makes you think that even doing that is okay? It's not. And yet that's what happened yesterday morning in Arvada. It's just, it, it's ridiculous. And yet this is, this is what the other side wants, by the way. They enjoy chaos. I'll go as far as to say they don't even mind when this happens. Why? Because it pushes forward their agenda. It pushes forward their gun control agenda and the other things that they can now dovetail off of. They have very little, if any, remorse for this happening. And I mean that. Very little. I'll go as far as to say there's some in that party that are sick and twisted enough that they would even celebrate this. Yes, I said that. And I mean that. Because I know it's true. That's how twisted that side is. Again, if you're a police officer, and, and I know a lot of you listen because, I, again, I met one yesterday that does, or that will be, <laughs> I should say. And good, they're good people. And, and I, I do appreciate all of what you guys do. And I understand you have a tough job. And sometimes I can even be a little hard on, on some of you, especially when you're running traffic, because I hate, I hate speed traps. But I get it. They're a necessary form of patrolling what they need to do from time to time. Um, that what happened in Arvada yesterday should not have happened. And, and I really want to just make sure I reiterate that gun laws don't work, folks. Because if gun laws worked... Even the red flag laws and the things that we have in Colorado. If that all worked, this gentleman shouldn't have done the shooting yesterday. But he still did. Why? Because as I've always said, Joe from Jersey has always said, I've had numerous other guests on here that have talked about the very same thing. If a criminal wants a gun, they'll get one. And by the way, if a gun doesn't work, they'll use a knife or any other form of of bodily harm they can ensue. That's what they'll do. Which we had a situation last week I didn't get a chance to talk about where that also happened. So, folks, this is a heart condition. It's a human condition. It has nothing to do with the item being used. This comes down to the individual and the lack of character some individuals have. Denver IT security. Speaking of high credibility, that's Denver IT. And, yes, they have high credibility. They are the friendly Hackers, they know exactly what to do to hack into a system and to make sure that your system is hack-proof. Also, I should, I should highlight this more, they also will just be your regular IT team, period. So if you have a business and you don't like calling your IT service company, which there's a lot of them out there, you, you kind of feel like you're second class when you call them, Give Denver IT security a chance instead, because it doesn't have to have to be just with your security. It's just the IT service world in general. If you're not happy with who you have right now, which, by the way, most aren't because they suck, give Denver IT security a call instead. DenverITSecurity.com slash KLZ, or you can find them right on our website, klzradio.com.
You want to secure your business from cyber threats, but you don't want to make things more complicated for your employees. Memorizing more passwords, connecting to VPNs, learning new software, and disrupting their normal workflows, all of these can reduce your employees' productivity. Regain efficiency and enable your staff to do their work securely. The team at Denver ID Security can increase your business's security and improve employee productivity at the same time. Using the latest technologies, employees can connect securely from anywhere, planes, hotels, coffee shops, or home without effort. Passwords that don't need to be remembered, connections that automatically secure themselves, and safer browsing will enable employees to focus on their job, not technology. To learn more about how your business can run more securely and efficiently, contact John Kanata at denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ to schedule a free initial consultation. That's denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ. Golden Eagle Financial. Al Smith wants to help you with your future financial plans, and all you have to do is call him today. Find him at klzradio.com or 303-744-1128. Golden Eagle Financial can help you create a retirement plan with provisions which ensure that you stay financially secure as you move into retirement. Al Smith can help you add provisions to your plan so you know that when you do retire, you're protected. In retirement, you will need ready money for emergencies, growing assets to supplement your income, a good chunk of savings, and guaranteed funds. Al can help make your income last by selecting the right financial products. He'll help you increase your income when necessary. Al Smith can also help you prepare financially by conserving what you have so that you're protected in the case of unforeseen circumstances. Schedule a consultation for financial advising from Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial. Go to klzradio.com slash money. That's klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC registered advisor. Affordable Interest Mortgage, Kurt Rogers. He'll join us here at the top of the hour, 5 o'clock, to talk about what's happening in the mortgage world. Anything you need specifically before that, give Kurt a call, 720-895-0500. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost. 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. And where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. All right, one more time. Save the Storks, folks. They've got a special event coming up Thursday night, Lux for Life. It'll be at Mike Ward McLaren. And no, these aren't just cool cars. These are supercars. There'll be appetizers, drinks, a putting green. Mike Hammett from Sanctus Real will be there. There'll be some singing, some fun. Just go there. Register, by the way. You can go to savethestorks.com slash events or just go right to our website, klzradio.com. Join 560 KLZ and singer Matt Hammett from Sanctus Real at our free Lux for Life fundraising event on September 15th at 6.30 p.m. at Mike Ward McLaren in Highlands Ranch. 
Tour our mobile medical unit and learn about the life-saving work of Save the Storks. You'll enjoy gourmet appetizers and a performance by Matt Hammett and get to see amazing McLarens up close. RSVP soon, as this free event will fill up fast. Email me at luke at savethestorks.com to RSVP. That's luke at savethestorks.com. All right, we are back. My son Richard joining us now. Richard, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. It's our first... uh Broncos game of the season. First so one here in about, what do they start, a couple hours? Yeah, about two hours from now, 6.20, I think, is the official okay. kickoff time. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited. I, I know some people are. I mean, but we're, we're a Broncos town, right? And this is this is kind of the start of officially a new era, right? You've got Russell Wilson, obviously the quarterback, who he's playing at Seattle tonight, so that'll be fun. And then, obviously, you've got the Waltons. You know, this is their first official game, right? You have, of course, you have the preseason, but this is their first official game as the owners of the team, finally. So I'm, I'm excited, Dad. I think it'll be a fun game, and I think that uh, hopefully the Broncos should pull out a win. That They're favored, too. So. Well, I think it's really interesting that, that, of course, Russell's going back to his hometown, and, you know, you, you always wonder, you know, what's that like? And I get it. These guys are professionals. They know that they can end up at any town playing because that's just the nature of the – of the of of franchises today at one time it wasn't so much that way but i think these guys now understand that to be at one you know location the majority of your career just doesn't happen that often anymore and those are you know franchise players i guess it just doesn't happen that that often even then even guys like tom brady can typically still end up someplace else at the end of their career well and that's that's the thing is you know the the days of john elway are you know are over right i mean even Tom Brady, right? You know, the, the greatest quarterback, the greatest, greatest player likely in NFL history, you know, playing last night for the Buccaneers, still kind of weird to see it, you know, played all those years for New England and, and probably will ultimately, you know, probably go back and he might retire as a Patriot. Although I don't know, Dad, because Peyton, you know, he kind of came here to Denver and we embraced him and I think retired he a Bronco. fell in love with the city. Yeah, right. obviously, yeah, he retired a Bronco. He didn't go back. That's right. So things can happen. And Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson could end up being the same. I tell you what, folks, it's the one thing that I don't think, Richard, most folks in Denver even understand. We are a team, or or, or, I shouldn't say this way, we are a fan, you know, we're fans of a team that get behind them and and we we embrace these guys. I mean, we we are pretty loyal, win-lose or otherwise, we're pretty loyal, and this is a pretty loyal fan base here in, here in Denver. And and by the way, it's like a five-state well, region. It's not just Denver. Well, I was, I was just going to say, so they released last week the kind of the most, uh, the, the best-selling jerseys, right, in the NFL and of, of each state. And, of course, Colorado was Russell Wilson. But we also had Colorado. We had New Mexico right below us. We had Utah, of course, next to us, Wyoming, uh, Montana. And I want to say it was one of the Dakotas, as well, sorry, Idaho, I think, was, was the best-selling jersey. I don't think the Dakotas, um, they kind of go into Minnesota land a little bit. You know, Dan and, and his craziness right. that is the Vikings up there. But, but yeah, I mean, like you said, we're a region, which is partially what made us so attractive to the Waltons in terms of our price tag Correct. and all that fun stuff, right? Correct. So I think it's, I do think it's interesting, and, and I think that people don't give us give it enough credit. And, and for Russell, he was in, in, in Seattle for about 10 years. He could be with us for at least the next seven, right? That's what his contract is. And he said he wants to play till he's 42. And honestly, the way Brady looked last night playing at 45, although, man, Dad, I, did you watch any of the game last night? Or I no? did not. I, I did not have the ability to so, find so, so it, to be favor. honest with you. Uh, well, yeah, you've gotten rid of cable and you're crazy. That way. But, okay, do me a favor while we're talking. Go look up pictures from the game last night and tell me what you think of Brady because I have a certain opinion and – 
there's there's rumors in the tabloids now, right, Dad, that Brady and Giselle are, are having some conflict because the rumors are that when he kind of went back on his whole um, game, that, or not game, retirement, you know, kind of to come back and play the game, that she really wasn't too happy about that. Mm. She was kind of looking forward to him being in retirement and starting the Fox gig, you know, because he's got a Fox right. contract worth 10 years, $375 million that we talked about a little bit. That's awaiting for him whenever he retires. And I'll be honest, Brady Brady looked like a 45-year-old dude that's kind of going through a rough time in his marriage. You know, or maybe the his wife's you know, kind of asking him to stay at home, and he's kind of wrestling with the idea, should I keep playing with my buddies, or hmm. do I go stay at home now, right? And so, I, I don't know. But anyways, back to the Broncos, I think it'll be – we at least got Russell for seven years. I, I think that we'll embrace him. And, you know, because I'm listening to different sports talk radio, lots of people that, lots of Seattle people are like, oh, you know, good riddance, Russell. You know, he didn't want to be a part of our team. And, so, and us Bronco fans, Dad, I, I guess I'm going to kind of put to aside all everything that's happening because, to me, I don't really care what Russell brings, if he brings this whole entourage and all this other stuff because we've been in quarterback purgatory for the last six Correct. Seven years. It's terrible. Well, you know, you know, you know, I hate awful. to say, I hate to tell the folks in Seattle, but maybe he just didn't like the city anymore because it's a dive. Well, I, I can't say I blame him. And, well, and he doesn't spend most of his time there, anyways, right? So he spends it, you know, in San Diego or some other place, which is fine. But he obviously he bought a really nice house. What's here. funny though, Richard, and, he, and to, to your point, what's funny is a lot of the NFL stars that end up here do stay here. They do spend time here. They love it here. Well, and that, and that's again. I think that's interesting. What, like again about Colorado, which which is so special. Again, you see it with you saw it with Peyton Manning. You saw it with John Lynch to an extent. You know, before he became the Forty ers he stayed here a lot of times. Obviously, I think Champ Bailey lives here now. Steve Atwater, right? You know, going back to the you know the nineties. Obviously, a safety there. He works for the team. You've got lots of Bronco players. I I don't want to say more so than in the other city, but maybe more so than other cities. You would think. It wouldn't be the case for right, Dad. You know, maybe of the the well, you would see maybe a lot of people would retire in L.A. and some of these other places, right? Because you know you're by the beach, all that sort of stuff. But I don't know if that is the case, and maybe it's for other political reasons. But we'll save that for another day. The other thing I wanted to, to talk about, Dad. The other thing that's a big deal tonight. This is the first game, regular season game, for Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on ESPN. Hmm. Because remember, mm. last year they were with Fox, mm. and this year they are going to be with ESPN for the first time. And it's kind of you know a sort of a circular deal because obviously Joe Buck's dad, when it was you know, with just ABC and such, he called Monday Night Football, and now he'll be calling it, which is kind of a big deal, um, in my opinion. So it'll be interesting because normally, I'll be honest, you when you tune into Monday night, obviously it was Madden and Summerall for forever, right? Mm-hmm. And then it, they, you know, they've gone through a few different people, and ever since ESPN's had it, you know, you did have Mike Tirico and John Gruden for a while, and then it was kind of a bevy of announcers, and now it's going to be kind of some two big-name dudes, right, that are going to be calling calling the game tonight, and I think it's going to be weird for a lot of people because they're not used to hearing Aikman and Buck on ESPN. Oh, they're not yeah. here to hearing Aikman. Yeah. Aikman and Buck on anything other than Fox. And it was weird yesterday hearing the top game not have Joe Buck's uh, you know name to go along with it. So it'll be interesting. I think it'll be fun to see. But, yeah, it should, should be a good time. And, again, the Broncos should win, although the NFL is the NFL. you got to play the game. All right, we come back. We're going to go over a little article that Richard sent me earlier on how much spending 
each political party does in Colorado and has for quite some time. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. They want to help you with all of your needs around the house, whether it's the HVAC side or the electrical side. 720-526-0231. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a quiet, cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings. You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new quiet cool, are the most energy efficient way to cool your home. With the energy savings from your quiet cool installation done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Solar Energy Partners. I've been talking about them now for a week as they joined us just this past week. And keep in mind, they can do this on commercial buildings or your residence. Either way, they can save you money. In fact, I'll have Alan out to look at one of my buildings here in the not-too-distant future. 303-378-7537. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest in solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Allen only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power now. Make your investment today by contacting Allen. Call 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. Don't make this another missed opportunity. Stop spinning your wheels by working yourself to death while just trying to keep your business from sinking. Stop ignoring your options and take help from John Rush. He doesn't want to work with you to see your business just survive. With a free 30-minute consultation, John will give you an overview of how you can make your business thrive even through something like a recession. You know you've been looking the other way and that you needed help a long time ago. John isn't here to judge you. He's here to help you succeed. Get off dead center and choose more for your business and for yourself. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. Again, that's john at rushtoreason.com. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Greg with Open Range Services said, With all the things I have to worry about in a day, it's nice not to have to worry about this complex beast of a machine outside my office. BES has done a great job of maintaining it for us, and we use the heck out of it. 
I have had some not-so-fun experiences with office machine maintenance companies in the past. Thanks for giving me one less thing to worry about. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with the equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, my son Richard Rush with us today. We're going to talk about... The, and you sent me this article, Richard, right before we came on air, and I didn't get a chance to really look at all of it, but I went through it briefly enough to really get an idea, and I think it, we already knew these things. This is probably just a solidification of what we already knew here in Colorado, but, but let everybody know what the difference is in the political party spending here in Colorado over the last, I can't remember what the number was, 10 or 20 years. Yeah, so, so basically they went, so, so Fox 31 here in Denver, right, they did a, a kind of a data check, and they went back to see how much was spent in terms of given to political parties, and then obviously actual money spent. And, you know, but essentially kind of maybe analyze the shift, right? Because although a lot of people would say, you know, Colorado used to be red, as you, you've always talked about, that even ever since your childhood, it really wasn't super red. It's kind of been purple ever since your childhood. And now, unfortunately, we're pretty blue, right? I mean, right. there's obviously a few races here and there that could change that, and you and I have talked about that. But I know you've also had lots of debate and friendly conversation with some of your callers in regards to, you know, even conservatives about the conservative party and, you know, election stealing and so on and so forth. And the only thing I'm going to say is that essentially the spending data has been, or the Democrats have outspent the Republicans since 2008. So since Obama won, right? And right. you've kind of seen a, a, obviously a, a very steady shift over a hundred million dollars more than conservatives. That's a right? ton, than folks. GOP candidates. That's yeah, a I ton. Think it's 293 million. It's just, sorry, I should say almost 100 million. I think it was 293 or 283 million to 193 million or something like that. Yeah, right? it's, so it's pretty close to it's pretty dollars. close to 100 million dollar difference. I mean, and that is a substantial amount of money you can spend on everything from Richard. Not everybody just thinks ads. No, no, no. It's not just ads. It could be everything from ads to fundraising parties to door to door knockers to on down the line we go. The ability to infiltrate, which is really what this is, the ability to infiltrate with an extra hundred million dollars is huge. Well, well just, again, just think of what you could have done, you know, with a hundred million dollars, or any business could do right. with a hundred million dollars over the course of. You know about what is that? About fourteen years, right? Uh, and I think well, our year's yeah, not over yet. So really, probably, but more like the, probably the data is like twelve years. Cool. So there you go. So, so hundred million dollars over twelve years worth of time, and it's a lot. Like you said, that it's a lot of money that could be spent to better our cause and to, you know to better the cause of of certain candidates or maybe candidates that we've felt in the past haven't got enough financial support. And maybe we they could have had enough financial support, right? right? It's just any number of things that could have happened. And like you said, that it's not just you know TV advertisement, radio advertisement. It's it's you know the, those conversations that could be had with people. And uh, you know, again, I think that there was a poll released um, over the weekend, Dad, by the Travel Guard Group here in Colorado in terms of the governor, right? And I think polls lead five points is what they said, which in this state, Dad. And in, in, in this polling in the in the margin of error, now, of course, we know kind of how Travel Guard Group goes, but I think that they tend to poll a little bit more accurate than most. That's a makeable or make upable margin, right, in terms of what could be done. So to answer your question and what I feel, you, you, what could be done, folks, well, 
we're just simply as conservatives here in Colorado, Dad, we're being outspent and potentially you could even say outworked yeah. to the polls, right? Or, or, or I should say, yeah, to the polls, which is obviously you know where the voting happens and if elections are stolen or, or, or made, whatever the case might be, Dad, you can't make up this data, which no. is simply that Republicans are being outspent by a massive amount. Right. No, and that's you, you're you're spot on. I mean, when you look at again, we're talking, folks, a hundred million dollars. This isn't a this isn't chump change, Richard. This is a lot of money. And 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 again, you look at that over the course of time. And again, as I said earlier, it's what it it's what it enables you to do with that money and what they've done with that money. That's the, the, you know that that's huge. I mean, I again, I cannot I cannot stress enough how big that is. It's just huge. Well, and like you said, Ed, it's, it's what it enables you to do and what we haven't been able to do. And because, folks, I just encourage you to go, obviously, look at mainstream media. There's several races across the country, not just in Colorado, where conservatives are being outspent by Democrats. And it could potentially make a difference coming up here in you know, November. I mean, I, again, again, I think you, know, you look at Georgia, for example, where you've got Warnock versus Walker. You know, Up until the last few months, Walker's been outspent by tens of millions of dollars, and I think he's starting to make up the ground a little bit. But again, Dad, it's, as we know, right, it takes money mm-hmm. to do things. It takes mm-hmm. money to make money. It takes money to win elections. It takes money to do lots of things. Now, we can argue what to do with that money, Dad, but what we really can't argue is if we don't have the money, you can't do anything with it. Right. Right. Now, that's exactly right. Yeah, if you don't have it, it's, 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 a, it's a moot point. It doesn't make any difference. And again, like I've said for a number of of years on this program. I really, it's been that long, Richard, that I've been talking about it. You know, we, we have gotten so far behind and I'm not trying to be a naysayer. You know me, Rich, and I'm a pretty positive guy. And I always look for, you know, what can we do to, you know, to improve where we're at and so on. And the reality though, Richard, is we've gotten so far behind that I, I really, I hate to say this, but can we ever catch up? And that's a question I guess even I've got for, for you. Can we catch up? Well, I think the answer is yes. I mean, uh, well, I, I say that to say, unfortunately, Dad, I think that the state as a whole has gone so far left that I don't know if we're ever going to take it back wholly. But I think that we can definitely make up grounds in certain spots and certain counties and certain you know, districts and regions and, you know, on local level. And, again, when you have – you and I were talking about this, right? When you have a candidate like Michael Bennett, who, you know, Joe Day is going against – and the, trust me, folks – I'm not saying O'Day is the perfect candidate because I, you know, the, there, I know that there's stuff in That's the right. news, he's news not. recently about his views on women's rights and abortion and those sorts of things. But in the grand scheme of things, again, we as Republicans are terrible at nitpicking over the – in the grand scheme of things, Dad, and I, just, I hate to say this about abortion because it is a big issue. But the small details when we have a – and so then you have people who don't back them. And, and Dad, I will say this. Do I think that there's some big money that has poured into Colorado since 2008 that could make up this $100 million gap? I do. But I also think that there's a lot of rich Republicans out there. Mm-hmm. There are. There's a lot of wealthy people. Now, and I also think it also makes a difference of you're having a lot of little donations. And mm-hmm. those add up, which, again, goes back to contributing and thinking that it matters. So are we, are we too far gone? Probably as a state. Yeah, that's kind of the honest answer. But on local election stat or certain specific strategic, I should say, races here and there, I don't think so. I just think as conservatives that we have to pick those races. And again, I think this year is yep. an example of one. And obviously it remains to be seen in November. But if, if this current pace holds that, 
it's not looking good. I agree. I agree. All right, I'll leave you with that. Thanks for all your time. Go Broncos. Uh, we'll do a recap. I know you and Andy will on Friday, so thanks. And uh, uh, we'll talk to you then. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Have a great night. All right, Bruce Simmons is up next. He is a reverse mortgage professor. And for a lot of you, you think about reverse mortgages. You've heard the good, the bad, and a lot of ugly because you listen to even other family members that think they know what goes on with a reverse mortgage. And when I say think they know, uh, literally, that's what it is. They think. They don't know exactly how they work. And by the way, there's so many new things that have come down the pike recently that unless they're in that industry, they don't know. So don't rely on what somebody's telling you about what you should do with any mortgage, by the way. Talk to the experts. In this case, that's Bruce Simmons, American Liberty Mortgage, 303-467-7821. Your parents think you want their house when they die, but you don't care about the house. You just want your parents to be financially secure in retirement. Call KLZ's local reverse mortgage specialist, Bruce Simmons, today. Tell him about your parents' situation. Then, set up a meeting so you can all talk together. You know, a lot of seniors hesitate to look into reverse mortgages because they think their kids want the house, but they've never actually asked their kids. The truth is, you don't want the house. You'd much rather make sure your parents can live comfortably in their home for years to come. Plus, your parents can still leave you the house with a reverse mortgage. Sure, some of the equity may be used up, but just like with any other mortgage, all of the remaining equity goes to the heirs when the homeowners pass away. Don't let your parents make financial decisions based on false information. Call Bruce Simmons today, 303-467-7821. Ask him about a reverse mortgage for your mom and dad. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, and yes, we will have that um, study. I guess the best way for me to say that, uh, it was on KDVR, Fox 31 is where Richard found that. And I, we will have that study up on the website later. I just stuck the links in our note, but in our notes, but it's pretty telling as to the money that's coming in and where it's getting spent and so on. And uh, you look at the chart, you look at the graph, and it was fairly even, by the way, in 2000, 2002, 2004, 2006, it really jumped in 08. And of course, we all know why and how. That was part of the master plan of the Democrats to actually make that happen. They brought a lot of big money in. There's been movies and books and all sorts of things written about what they did, and they accomplished it. And frankly, we haven't put a dent in that blue column, if you would, the, the money being spent by the Democrats since 2006. We'll be back. Hour three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.